This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today, especially if you may be watching for your very first time today. We, we want to invite you to stay tuned today as we discuss the theme, The Day Jesus Stood Still. I hope that you'll stay tuned as we discuss that Bible subject today. Now, on Getting to Know Your Bible, we continue today to offer a free Bible course. Maybe this is the first time you've heard of the offer, but we do offer a free Bible course on Getting to Know Your Bible. This is something that can be studied in the privacy of your home or wherever you may be. You may be traveling on a vacation. You want to take the Bible course with you at night. You sit down, you study the course. And, and so we want you to have it. We have thousands of people that are already studying this Bible course. And, and we have people who have, have told us that they have learned so much more about the Bible from studying these lessons. I hope that you'll avail yourself of the opportunity today to receive this Bible correspondence course. Now, what we want to do right now Pause for just a moment so you can learn more about the course so you can learn how to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from Mark the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 46 through verse 52. Now they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then he, many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So, so Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said unto him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now the setting here is with Jesus and the company that was with him. They just crossed the Jordan River into Judea and they came to Jericho. 
Now, now Jericho was located about five miles west of the Jordan River, about 15 miles east of Jerusalem. And Jericho is one of the oldest inhabited sites in the world. And Jesus came to a blind beggar that was sitting by the side of the road. Blindness was and is uh, one great health problem in that part of the world. It's not uncommon to see blind people begging for alms. And the beggar came to Jesus. And the blind beggar Jesus encountered was named Bartimaeus. He was a son of Timaeus. Now, think about the condition this blind man was in. First of all, he was blind. You see, because of his blindness, he was a stranger to the beauties of nature. All was blank to him. But he could hear. He could hear the footsteps of, of the passing crowd. And a third thing we learned about him, that he was a poor man. He was not just blind, but he was a beggar. And he depended on the charity of other people. Now try, if you can, to picture him sitting by the side of the road. M many times the proud priest had gone that way only to pass by. But the haughty Levite cast only a glance of curiosity at the blind man. And the sanctimonious Pharisees have looked with scorn on this blind man. And many times, the sounds of voices sounded in his ears. But this day, he hears the shouts of a mighty multitude. He listens as the crowd draws nearer and nearer. And he hears them praise the prophet of Nazareth. You know the world as a whole is in a state similar to the physical state of Bartimaeus. They're blind. Paul in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. People spiritually blind. There are many people today that are face-to-face -face with great realities such as God, such as heaven, such as eternity, but they really do not see them. They are blind. There are many that are on the brink of a great precipice, but they do not see it. They're side by side with great truths. But they deny that they even exist. Their great beauty is right beside them. There's the beauty of holiness. There's God's grace. There's glory. But they are as blind to these things that are in the spiritual realm as Bartimaeus was to the beauties of nature. The spiritually blind see no comeliness in Jesus. That The spiritually blind see no terror in the threatenings of the Lord. 
But, but the sinner not only is blind, he is also poor. He has no peace in the world. He has no shelter from the storm of divine wrath. He has neither part nor lot with the people of God. According to Paul in Ephesians 2.12, he's without God. He's without Christ. He's without hope. My friend, this is poverty of the worst sort. Yes, many like Bartimaeus are blind, spiritually blind, and they are impoverished. They are poor in God's sight. But let's think about the request that this blind man made. He learned that Jesus was passing that way, if you notice in verse 47. And it was good news for this blind man. You see, unless Jesus came that way, he could not expect to be helped. And what he never expected happened. That this opportunity was too good to be lost. You see, if he loses this opportunity, he will never have another. And in verse 47, we're told that he cried out to Jesus. Now, there are many things that might have prevented his appeal, but, but it did not. The crowd did not prevent it. He really cared not what the crowd said. He did not let his poverty stop him. He let nothing stand in his way. He cried out to Jesus. May God help us to see that Jesus is passing by us today. I don't mean in a literal sense. But, but isn't he passing by us today in the form of the Bible? Isn't he passing by us today in the form of worship opportunities that we have? Isn't he passing by us today in the form of the word which is preached today? Isn't he passing by us today in the form of prayers that we can pray? Is he not passing by us today in the form of human needs that are all around us today? Isn't he passing by us today in the form of opportunities that we have to give our lives to him? May God help us. May God help us to see that Jesus is passing by. If we felt the need of the Lord like this blind man, it is no doubt in my mind that we would be more zealous for the things of a spiritual nature. If we could but realize our blindness and our poverty, our need, we would cry out to him like this man, have mercy on me. The Bible says that in verse 49, after the man cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
In verse 49 it says, So Jesus stood still. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And then they told the blind man, He's calling for you. Jesus was on his last journey to Jerusalem. There, there was never a journey that was so important. Heaven and earth were all affected by this journey. The, the redemption of man depended upon it. You see, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem where we bear the world's sins upon the cross of Calvary. But notwithstanding the importance and urgency of the journey, the prayer of a blind man stopped him. Jesus stood still. How could we ever think that we are too busy for the Lord's bidding. How, how could we ever think that we are too busy to stop and to help someone who is in need? You, you see, Jesus stood still with the world's greatest crisis approaching. But the prayer of that blind man had such potency that the Son of God could not resist it. When he cried out and said, Have mercy on me, Jesus stood still. Why should we ever doubt that the Lord hears the cry of His people? Why should we? 1 Peter 3 and 12 says, The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And there's the quali quali qualified people, the righteous. And the righteous are people that do His will. Psalms 119, one, verse 172. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers. Je Jesus heard Bartimaeus cry. And if you notice in verse 51, He asked him what he wanted. Now this man could have named several things that were needed, he could have said, well, you know, Lord, I, I need some better clothing to wear. The, the clothes that I have on are worn, they're old, they're tattered. I need better clothing. Or he could have said, Lord, I, I need some food to eat. I'm a beggar. I have to beg for alms from other people to have just enough to, to exist, just to live. Or he could have said, Lord, I don't even have a place to call my home. Maybe this man was sleeping on the streets at night. We don't know. Maybe he could have said, Lord, what I really need is some shelter. But you see, what Bartimaeus did was name what he needed most. And he said in verse 51, that I may receive my sight. He wanted to be able to see. He had never been able to see. You see, our petitions to God should center upon our real needs, not our imagined needs, our perceived needs, our real needs. 
And we need to ask God for what we need. James 4 and 2 says, You have not because you ask not. The Bible teaches that we ask to receive. Isn't that what Jesus said in Matthew 7 and 7? Ask and you shall receive. So we ask for our real needs to be met. We're not to ask selfishly. We're to ask in prayer, in believing. Matthew 21 and 22, Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Our petitions to God should center upon our real needs. Then Jesus fulfilled the request immediately. And it says, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And he immediately... He received his sight. He could see immediately. Can you imagine what it was like to see for the first time? A whole new world opened up to Bartimaeus. The world around us today is groping in darkness like Bartimaeus. But it's darkness of a different sort. They're in the darkness of sin. 1 John 5, 19 says, The whole world lies in the wicked one. And we need to cry, Help me, Lord. In Acts 16 and 9, the Apostle Paul heard what we sometimes refer to as the Macedonian call. And the call was, come over into Macedonia and help us. You see, by God's mercy, we could, can be delivered from the blinding bondage of sin. You can be delivered. God is a God of mercy, a God of grace, a God of pity. Titus 3 and 5 says, not, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He has saved us. If we are saved, it will be because God has been merciful to us, that God has been gracious to us. And grace is God giving us what we need rather than what we deserve. Jesus gave the blind man what he needed. He needed to see. And the world needs its spiritual eyes opened. The task of the Apostle Paul as a, an apostle, according to the 26th chapter of Acts, was to open the eyes of the blind, to cause them to see, to bring them out of darkness into the light in order that we might be able to see, we need to have our spiritual eyes opened. There's a beautiful song by the name of Amazing Grace. I'm sure most all of you could even sing it without even a hymn book. And there is a phrase in that song that goes like this. I once was blind but now I see. You see, 
when you are saved by God's grace, you're no longer blind spiritually. You now become a new creature in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I'm speaking to some heart right now that no, light, no doubt would like to live a different kind of life. I've had people tell me things like that. I say, Brother Lambert, I don't like the way I'm going. I don't like the life I'm living. I, I want something different. And by God's grace, you can be different. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And once you get into Jesus Christ, you can then say, I once was blind, but now I see. How do we get into Jesus Christ? In Ephesians, the first chapter and verse 3, Paul said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So all of the spiritual blessings that we ever hope to enjoy are to be found in, in Jesus. But how do I, as a believer in Jesus, how do I, as a person who's willing to repent of his sins, enter into Jesus Christ? And the answer to that is found in your Bible. It's found in the third chapter of Galatians, verses 26 and 27. For we're all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ did put on Christ. You see, it's when we're baptized into Christ that we put on Christ, that we become that new creature, that, that our, we have access to all of those spiritual blessings, one of which is the forgiveness of our sins, Ephesians 1, 7. And then we can sing, I once was blind, but now I see. Je Jesus is standing still today. Je Jesus is standing still knocking at the door of your heart. He stood outside the lukewarm church of Laodicea in Revelation 3 and 20 and said, Behold, I, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Now granted, that is written to church members in Laodicea, to those who had grown lukewarm, but the principle is true of those who have never obeyed Christ. And he's standing right now at the door of your heart, knocking, knocking. He's standing still, waiting on you to open the door. Once Jesus restored the sight of Bartimaeus, he showed his gratitude. But we're told in verse 52 that he followed Jesus. And so it is with those who love the Lord today. In Matthew 16 and 24, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And so it is with those who are his sheep. They will follow him. According to Luke's account of this incident with Bartimaeus. In Luke 18, 43, 
he glorified God. The scripture says there that the people gave praise to God for what had been done. The, the healing of Bartimaeus is a monument to the power of the Lord to deliver him from physical blindness. But our Lord has the power to deliver us from spiritual blindness that you and I might see. There are those right now who know deep down in their hearts that they need Jesus in their life. There are thousands of people across America, thousands and thousands of people throughout the world who are searching for something today. They're searching for purpose. They're searching for meaning. They're searching for peace. They're searching for happiness. They're searching for joy. They're searching for contentment. The only place that will ever be found is with the Lord. And He has the power now to deliver you. But you'll have to surrender to Him. And when you do, by believing on Him, by repenting of your sins, confessing you believe in Him, and by being baptized for the remission of your sins, according to Acts 2.38, for the uh, washing away of your sins, according to Acts 22.16, in order to be saved, according to 1 Peter 3.21, then you'll be delivered from the bondage of sin and you'll be out here in the wonderful light of the gospel. I would urge you to accept Him. When you obey the gospel, He is going to add you to the church for which our Lord died on the cross of Calvary. The one will vote on you. The Lord adds you to the church, Acts 2.47. And I'd urge you to think seriously about your relationship with Him today. Let me urge you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And please, right now, don't hesitate in picking up your telephone and calling right now, right now, for the free Bible correspondence course. be the most wonderful thing you've ever done. It may help you to be able to sing that song one day, I once was blind, but now, I see. Oh, I appreciate those of you who are watching. And my prayer is that God will bless you as you continue to study His Word. And until we meet again, the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 
3-6-5-8-0. Or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.